Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. This is Patty Scalzo, and today, our church fellowship at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is so happy to bring you this sermon in the Through the Bible Heavenly Authority series. My husband is currently in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 12. David has attempted to hide his sin of adultery with Bathsheba, who is carrying his child, by having her husband, Uriah, set up on the battlefield to be killed by the enemy. With Uriah dead, David marries Bathsheba, and it seems his cover-up has been successful. But then he is confronted by the prophet Nathan, who tells him about a poor man in David's kingdom that has his one and only beloved lamb stolen and slaughtered by a rich man who has many flocks and herds of his own. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg for the conclusion of the Sunday message. Verse 5, so David's anger, his anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. Doesn't make a difference, he's a rich man. No bias in David's judgment. A horrible thing has been done in my kingdom. This man must die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb. Because he did this thing and because he had no pity. He had no pity. David righteously judges. He rightly judges. What a merciless act to do. But if it was merciless to do that with a little pet, how much more merciless was it to do what he did to steal Uriah's wife and then kill him for it and kill others with him? He's a man of war. He knows when you make such a comment, withdraw the troops, you're placing other men in danger also. There are some, and I think this is the reason God sends Nathan in this way to David. There are some who never see how things apply to themselves. They are great at seeing the correction that God gives to others. They are wonderful at applying it to other people. David here understands the righteous decrees of God as it applies to others. This man stole. You don't steal. But David stole. And yet he doesn't apply it to himself. David kills. He sees the fault of this man. Remember that Bathsheba has gone through a period of mourning. Bathsheba has born the baby, right? There's a nine-month period right there. He's taken her as his wife. Some feel the amount of time that has passed has been about a year since the incident. And over that one year's period of time, did David's conscience bother him? Did he see how terrible what he did, how bad it was? Did it ever reach him? Did it get into his head? We don't know. It doesn't sound that way. He got away with it. He accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. That's it. And Nathan needs to spark up his conscience. Get him guilty to understand how bad it is what he's done. And he does it by pointing out someone else because that's the only way some people see is they apply God's ways to other people. But they have a hard time applying it 
to themselves. David here is truly, sincerely angry when he ordains death for the one who stole the lamb because that man showed no pity. What does Nathan say? Then Nathan said to David, verse 7, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, God Almighty, he sees everything. He knows everything. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. He's blessed him and blessed him and blessed him and blessed him. And if David wanted more, he'd bless him again. That's the relationship that God has with David, God who sees all. Why? Here's the question. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? If I've blessed you in such a way, why then did you do evil in the sight of the Lord? Why did you despise me? God says you despise me. When you do this thing, you think you're doing it against just Uriah? You're doing it against me. You're showing your reaction to me. David, you praise me with the harp. Why do you despise me in that way? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. How does Nathan know this? He's a prophet of God. God sees everything. And have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. You fed him to the enemy. Now, therefore, the sword, here's the judgment. Here's a fourfold payment. The sword shall not depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. You sinned against me. And the sword's not going to depart from your house. One of his sons, Amnon, Amnon will look at his half-sister with lust and defile her. Absalom, her whole brother, will take and kill him. Then Absalom will flee. And David will bring Absalom back into the kingdom and show mercy upon him. And Absalom, a arrogant and vain son, goes against his father and breaks the kingdom apart and does what is prophesied here. Verse 11, thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son, S-U-N, son. It's going to be seen under the sun. What God sees in secret, he proclaims in the sunlight. And Absalom would do that. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing, God says, before all Israel, before the sun. Verse 13, so David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who was born to you shall surely die. And then Nathan departed to his house. The first thing that would die would be the baby that he and Bathsheba conceived. His house would be torn apart. 
his own son would rise up against him. And the sword that comes into his house would go down generations because he despised the Lord. Because he repented, and he did not repent like Saul, he really repented. And we'll read about that, Lord willing, next time. David really is sorry. His life would be saved. But the reaping, the consequences to his family and to the nation would go on, starting with the death of the baby. He said, why? Why does he do this? Because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. When a believer acts like the world, and David acted worse than the world, we give an opportunity, as Nathan said, we give occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, to say, where is this difference between the followers of God and the people of the world? They act just like us. Where is this holiness? What is this gospel? What is this grace? What does Jesus really do? Look at them. That's supposed to be a holy person? Paul would say in Romans chapter 2, verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. That's the third commandment. Who takes his name in vain. Deceit, that word means. Falsity, vanity, emptiness. Emptiness. We could praise God on our lives. We could sing songs from morning to night. We could praise with uplifted hands for all the blessings God has given us, but when we act like the world, when we're immoral, adulterous, when we're stealers of the little lamb, when we're murderers and greedy for what we want, when we kill and destroy and lie and deceive, we take the name of the Lord in vain in emptiness. It's empty. It has no meaning. The world blasphemes God because of us. David proclaims the name of God, but David took the name of God in emptiness, and God will judge him, and David will repent, truly repent, but the consequences are great. The consequences are very, very Great. The child who was born to you shall surely die. For what you did secretly, I will do this thing before Israel, before all Israel, before the Son. What's done in secret? What's done in the secret places? The things that are spoken? The terrible acts that are committed? God sees. God sees it all. And God will bring it out. It cannot be hidden because God sees and understands everything. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your holy scriptures, Lord. The two-edged sword, the double-edged sword, Father, that cuts both ways, that divides the soul from spirit, the joint from the marrow. 
that reveals the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart, that nothing in all creation is hidden, but everything is laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And Father, that you did not hide the sins of your servant David, though he is beloved of you, Lord, though he was a man after your own heart, you revealed his sin. You revealed his sin to the nation. You reveal his sin to us today. Why, Lord? That we would not do the same things. That we would be quick to repent of our sins. That we would be quick, Lord, not to add to one sin more sins as David has done. That we would come quickly before the throne of grace and even more as your people called out by the name of Jesus, that we would sin no more. That we would be made pure, Lord that we would be made holy, that we would be a kingdom that is meant to be seen, a city on a hill, a light to the world. Help us to be wise in the dealing with each other because in so doing, we support your kingdom and we are active stewards. We are faithful, loyal, noble stewards of your word. Give us that servant heart of Uriah, we pray. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. You can always write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you seek and serve Him.